0: And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Charisse. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like, I played the uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of of her son in the sketch. Uh, She played the mom and I played the priest going, the power of Christ compels you. Like that was me. Well sadly this past Christmas Eve, uh, Tata Charisse was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show. and order more merch so she can, you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm gonna do is, I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Cherise merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which was another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about five to 10 shows a month, and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me and anything further helps. I just entered year six of my stand-up comedy career and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far... I've performed in over 200 shows nonstop, but I can't let this situation Slow me down. And as I mentioned before, Tata Sharice is a friend of mine. I've worked with her before. She is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent. And I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet, get back on the road, and get back to doing what she does best. So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single BoochCast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the BoochCast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back. Back to bringing joy and laughter
1: to the world. Lutes. Vials. Irritating little crumhorns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection. If Screw up this moment somehow Maybe you won't die alone Don't be too needy or bring up your ex Don't say the words Her peace simplex Don't ever mention you've never had sex Trust me I promise she knows. And now her defenses are starting to fall. Smile and return her affection. If you don't manage to ruin it all, maybe you won't die alone. What's up,
0: everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Boochcast, he is back from his uh, oral dilemma, and, of course, he is also in studio, which is a shocker. Uh, He is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now, he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: please welcome to the cast. the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and do This just me, the broke, soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Jim, speaking, I'm not that broke. I'm really not in that much pain anymore, even though it looks like somebody slacked me in the, the jaw.
0: Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's got this big old, like, big-ass circle on the side of his head. Looks like he's got that, like, uh, like when the pitcher has the dip in his mouth before he spits uh... it and, and pitches the ball. And That's literally how it looks. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. <laughs> but, um, he was supposed to go to the. Actually, we are, the reason he's in studio today is because earlier today we, he had to go to the dentist, and apparently the the anything. dentist couldn't do a damn I thing do, about I it. Do
2: anything. Wait till the swelling goes down. Keep on taking your um antibiotics, which I am. And he saw the pills, like God, those things are huge. They're yeah. not that Fucking big. <laughs> I said, thank God he only has to take them orally. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on. Moving on.
0: Yeah. Well, um, before we uh, officially kick this off, um, Zach, I do have something need to discuss with you. Um, mm-hmm. There is a uh, an individual who is coming into the studio today who um, apparently is very upset with you. What did I do? Um, well, he he's going to tell you. In fact, the. Uh, He's actually opening the door right now. He is uh, coming on inside. Oh, here he is. Here he is. So, um, yep. i bring this gentleman over here. I'm just going to step back and uh, let you all uh, speak. Yes, yes. Thank you. Denhausen here. Very nice. Whoa, 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 whoa. Denhausen, this is Very NXT, famous. not AEW, man. What the hell are you doing here? Do not interrupt Denhausen's intro. Once again, Denhausen here. Very nice. Very evil. Very famous, very elite, uh, catchphrase, catchphrase, et cetera, cetera, so on and so forth, love that Dan Housen. uh, everything else that I say, who is to say, who knows, I do not, so, anyways, uh, I know this is, uh, as I mentioned before, the NXT's, but, uh, uh, Dan Housen isn't, sorry for, the, for, uh, interrupting, uh, the, uh, recap of the NXT's, but, uh, Dan Housen has a bone to pick, he's very upset with the gingerbread Housen, uh, um, about what? Well, uh, last week, Danhausen uh, made, uh, appearance here, uh, on the, uh, bootcast Housen, uh, uh, he comes here for the, it was the final AEWs of the, uh, 2022s. Uh, and it is my understanding that they are taking a break from the AEWs. There'll be no AEW recaps until, uh, uh the AEW revolutions in March. Yes. And, uh... Danhausen, of course, wanted to come on the show and talk about what happened and, uh, have a good conversation. Someone who, uh, Danhausen assumed was his friend was the Gingerbreadhausen, only to find out that the, not only is the Gingerbreadhausen not present, but apparently he was being replaced by a, um, a disrespectful, uh, Gatorhausen, uh, who for some reason refused to speak to Danhausen. He apparently, as he that he, uh, he, as he said, he shoot-kicked Danhausen in the face. He, uh, he also sweared, which Danhausen, no swears. Danhausen, no appreciate swears. And, uh, so... Uh, I'd like to say that uh, he is apparently the new AEW correspondent, so... Uh, let this opportunity to say a new AEW correspondent. If you're listening, um, you were disrespectful to Dan Housen. May you forever be cursed. And that be said, uh, I need to ask, um, why were you not present on the AEWs? Uh, what is, uh, is my understanding that you are uh, no longer a part of the AEWs, you're no longer supporting, so why are you no longer supporting AEW and in turn no longer supporting Dan Housen?
2: Uh, because of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That's why. Oh, yes, uh, yes, the the,
0: the the Kenny Housen and the, the, the Bucks Housen, yes. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to need more elaborations.
2: Because CM Punk got to keep the... the- got fired and they got to keep their job it's too time consuming and I'm sick of it that's why it's not wrestling anymore it's a circus act and a joke Tony Khan is going to go out of business oh in about two years maybe maybe three if he gets lucky
0: I see so you you think the AEWs is where are in the businesses yes, yes I do so you're saying that Housing will no longer have place to work no you can nope. always come over to NXT where the real funds at <laughs> I see so you think the NXTs would pay lots of monies for Danhausen? Because you know Danhausen needs lots of monies?
2: Yeah, yeah, they could do it. Yeah, you never know. You, can ch- you probably can join a uh, schism. Uh, Danhausen not familiar with this uh, schism? Uh, Just go over there and meet Joe Casey.
0: He'll, he'll hook you up really good. Danhausen no not like clowns. I don't think I would like this, Casey uh thenhausen uh and either way um I, I did find this a little disappointing so um so you're you're no longer so you're so it is safe to say you're no longer on the AEW so that means uh I Danhausen no longer gets to talk to the gingerbreadhausen. I mean we always had great conversations especially when Buchhausen just stands in corner no talk to Danhausen so now the one person who will speak to Danhausen is no longer going to talk to Danhausen. This is uh this is unacceptable um especially with this Gatorhausen who I'm I fear I may have confrontations with um mm. especially when he uh he has very much a he has this thick red accent and talks mm. like he is uh from the uh the Bayous. as i believe they call it i believe they call it the Bayous. yes the yes the Bayous. and um Dater, next time you insult denhausen i will use my money to bios. So that being said, uh Danhausen has not to say other than he disappointed, did you know come back to the AEW's? So this is this is this is a sad moment for Denhausen. Um uh, I, I, I Danhausen not sure if he should curse uh Gingerbread or not. Um probably you know what? I, I believe that you do the uh is it my understanding that there is the polls on the Spotify's? So I will put the polls on the Spotify's and I will ask them if Dan Housen should curse Gingerbread Housen. and you you say yes or no and based on the results I will either uh either the Gingerbread Housen will forever be cursed or we will bury the hatchets and move on so um any, uh, so I guess uh Dan Housen's, uh feelings are very hurt so I will
2: um I'm sorry but not sorry it's not your fault it's AEW's fault or my fault. Blame them. Pay Kenny. Blame Yamba. Blame Dante Martin. Blame Dum Dung Callis. Anyways
0: um um, so uh, that's all I really had to say. I am uh, going to go leave now. Before you can continue your NST recap. And until next time, thank you for supporting Danhausen. Wow, that was weird.
2: I guess so. I guess Danhausen likes me be
0: better than you, there, Booch. I don't know. I mean, you did abandon him in his time of need. I mean, his. I mean, he, he seemed really upset. Like I, I, think I saw him crying as he was walking out. I, I
2: don't know. Mike Gator, not me. I had nothing to do with this.
0: I mean, uh, I'm
2: just saying he Gator was
0: Gator was Well, Gator was actually rude and disrespectful to Danhausen.
2: Um. So
0: anyway, um. I, anyway, he, he wanted that time to, to speak to Zach. So I, I agreed to give Danhausen the uh, the time. So um, with that said, we're going to um, officially start uh, the recap here of NXT, and we of course kick things off with our uh, first official. Match of the evening. We have um, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Apollo Crews.
2: Actually, this was actually a very good opening match. Uh, Carmelo got a lot of moves in. Apollo Crews got a moves in. It was back and forth between these two beautiful gentlemen. But, of course... Dipshit Trick Williams had to get involved. And I think somehow, some way, that Trick Williams cost Apollo Cruz the match. But those two Jim did a lot of good moves. There was a, a, a good little psychology. They stayed off the top rope, mostly. And after that, in the end, uh, he shoots and doesn't miss. Carmella Hayes wins. Vinny, your thoughts?
0: I thought this was a very good opening match. And it was, it was, it was,
2: it was. I honestly can
0: say um, it was very good back and forth to start off the show. It did get a little uh, spotty at <laughs> times, because uh, that's usually what I can expect with Carmelo Hayes and uh, Apollo Cruz. They're mm-hmm. they're they're great on, they're great personalities, but oh, yeah. for some reason they felt the need to go over the top with the moves, and that's always a turn off for me, especially when they're doing like you know the flips and stuff that are just not believable. Not believable at all. But Um, a a lot of the time, it's, you know, a portion of the match, not the whole damn thing. So, to open a show and kick it off, it was very well done. We knew it wasn't going to main event. Of course Um, but it was still a good match nonetheless. And like I said before, this is one of the few matches that was on this show that I was okay with being on this show, because there wasn't a whole lot of build-up to this match, and it wasn't something that was, like, anticipated for a big show it didn't have a big fight feel to it, it didn't. so I didn't really feel like it was necessary
2: none at all
0: um, and then of course after the match Axiom hits the ring and lands a cross <laughs> body on both Hayes and Williams Williams and Hayes roll out the ring Axiom takes both out with a triangle moonsault which is just Blech. spot monkey bullshit spot from Axiom bullshit. until we move on to the next match of the evening after we come back from the commercial break if you we want to call, call it, it that, that Trick Williams goes one on one against Axiom
2: boring pointless Stupid! It was not believable. Axiom actually beat this big motherfucker. This wasn't be, be believable at all. The Sin Cara Power Rangers looking be one of looking looking motherfucker. No, boring, pointless, stupid. Axiom, go back to Zordon. Go clean up his uh, go clean up his bathroom because that's all you're worth for to me. Finny, go ahead. The, again,
0: this is stupid shit. I'm st- I, I I don't understand for the life of me mm-hmm. how any wrestling company, whether it's WWE, AEW, NXT, or whatever, has a guy. Like like Axiom beat a guy like Trick Williams, and expect me to find this not only believable but logical and booking and enjoyable as well. What the fuck is wrong with people that they think Axiom is worth a damn? Mask? I'm tired of it. Like this, uh, whether it's the mask, the dumbass moves. There's nothing sellable about Axiom. He is a he is a circus act, and I am tired of people trying to make the circus acts look like they draw money when they don't draw anything. Meanwhile, you got Trick Williams, who has the look, has the personality. I would put him above Carmelo Hayes. I I, I believe him more as an a champion than Carmelo, mm-hmm. but. The fact is, they continue to take guys like Axiom and use them to, you know, practically bury guys like Trick Williams, and it's fucking dumb.
2: hmm
0: Like, when I see this, it, it's moments like these that make me hate professional wrestling and make me ashamed to be a fan watching it. Sometimes I don't even know why I watch anymore, and moments like these make me question it.
2: Very, very true, sir. Very, very true.
0: Then after the match, Williams and Hayes beat down Axiom. Cruz hits the ring and makes the save, because why the fuck not?
2: Yep, yeah, difficult baby face for good old Paula Cruz.
0: Yeah might as well make this a tag team match at some point down the road
2: and they're probably going to do that eventually
0: yes next we have the new day who gets confronted by schism backstage Ugh. Kingston ends up challenging Joe Gacy to a match
2: uh, this was actually okay I think it's kind of a waste of time but Kofi was like you want to take me on? I'll take you on like Gacy's if I can have the opportunity to be the former t- uh former world champion and probably the best tag team when I go uh no And not the best tag team. I'm sorry. I don't know who's the best tag team anymore.
0: Well, they didn't say they were the best tag team. They said Kofi Kingston was the best tag team wrestler of all time. And that's because he's held more tag team titles than anybody else in WWE. I think the only other person he hasn't held more than or is at least tied or close to is maybe Booker T. But I know Kofi has held tag team titles with Evan Bourne. He's been a tag team champion with CM Punk. Mm -hmm. The New Day has won multiple tag team titles together. Mm -hmm. And they were basically trying to say that Big E was like the star of their team or whatever, even though Big E is still you know sitting at home with his neck injury. Mm -hmm. And I think sometime in the next month or two they're supposed to be reevaluating his neck and looking at the progress to see whether or not he can be medically cleared to get back in the ring or if he should just call it quits with his career true and we'll, we'll see what happens with that because I know um, Big E is probably as a wrestler wants to get back in the ring but Big E has said that if it turns out his neck is messed up and he can't wrestle again he is satisfied with uh, his career
2: well, I mean, he, had a bit, he had he had a good career he did uh, in yeah. world, but that neck injury is a serious thing
0: well uh, yeah and obviously it was you know a botched uh, you know overhead suplex by Ridge Holland but Big E has gone on record saying he's not mad at Ridge Ridge apologized for it they knew It was an accident. It wasn't something he did on purpose. So everything's forgiven there. And of course, um, you know, the schism's upset that they haven't um come at that hasn't, you know, tried to give them a tactile shot. And New Day's like, well, we know you usually ask Daddy for permission, and they're pointing at Joe Gacy. And then Joe tries to say that there is no leader in the schism. We're all four roots, one tree, and you know, sometimes they come to me for guidance. And I I hate factions like that. (laughs) I hate when they try to say something like, There is no leader. I'm like, Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Mm. Joe Gacy is trying to make himself a prophet, or he was in the beginning. He is the one that was recruiting people to be part of Schism. He brought these people in. That makes you the leader. Every faction needs to have a leader who stands front and center, okay? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just a random fucking group. Pretty much. And random fucking groups don't make any goddamn sense. There's plenty of them out there. Don't believe me? Look at the Dark Order. Dark Order. They are disorganized as a motherfucker. Why? Because they got nobody leading the charge. None. Somebody has to lead. And Joe Gacy is clearly the leader of this group. Very true. It is a fact. And the Dyad should obviously be getting the tag team title shot. Uh, So it's weird that Kofi's going one-on-one with Joe Gacy, but whatever. Whatever. It'll be interesting. Very interesting. Next, we cut to the backstage area with Andre Chase, who gets upset with Drew Gulak Mm. for leading a training class with his students without his permission. Gulak's student, Hank Walker, won't be able to fight Charlie Dempsey tonight since he's injured. Gulak says he wants to see if Dempsey was right about Chase's students being soft. Chase goes nuts at the
2: notion. Mm. Typical, typical, wonderful Andre Chase. Chase, like, why are you doing? This, these are my students. And, like, well, Andre Chase, why well, did not you actually teach him in the classroom once you get into the ring and actually teach him how to wrestle? Like, Drew Gulak is it's typical back and forth stuff between uh, Gulak and Chase. And later tonight, we're gonna see Drew Gulak going against Professor Chase. Professor Chase, yeah, so we'll see what happens there.
0: Well, yeah, and obviously, we're gonna see an interesting uh match there. And but uh, of course, this is what made it great because I like the fact that both of them kind of have teacher like gimmicks, mm-hmm. so I feel like this is a feud that can continue on for a period of time. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be intriguing to see like, could Gulak maybe get chase U to turn on Andre and maybe, you know, all of them decide to go with Gulak mm-hmm. because it is true. Like they're not teaching them in a wrestling ring. They're in a classroom and he's like yelling and screaming and cussing at him, which, you know, for the fans, it's entertaining. But for the wrestlers, it's like, look, we, we didn't come here to sit in a desk and be in school. Yeah. If I wanted that, I'd go to college. Okay. I got, I, I, Walked away from college to get into a wrestling ring and compete. A lot of these guys sacrifice school to become pro wrestlers. Yeah. So I can see, understand why that would piss them off. Very, very true. And on that note, uh, we also cut to a video with mm-hmm. Stax tied to a chair
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Die Jack basically telling him about how, you know, he was disrespected when he came into his locker room mm-hmm. and basically beats the crap out of him. And then Stax says, why don't we settle this in the ring next week? And he says, sounds good to me. Now, of course, at the time he's saying that, that was the day after last week's NXT. So when he said that, he was referring to tonight. Oh. So now we cut to the next match of the evening. If, if we, we even want to call it that. It that we got DiJack goes one-on-one against Stax.
2: This was not a good match. I mean, uh, Stax tried to put good fudge to trying to test the Don, but a couple. Uh, he got a couple of uh, running elbows, but uh, Dijak Oh, all glittery stacks with a cyclone boot one two three and at the end of it he uh tried to uh rough him up again and good old tony d came to make the save. so next week at new year's evil we'll see tony d Angelo going against die many your thoughts
0: yeah so it was a great match uh Dijak showing off his uh, how badass he is. Obviously Stax is going to eat the pin. He should. He's a lackey. Um, Now of course we got Tony D coming in because he wants revenge because he cost him the NXT North American Championship and Although he said like he was talking about dispensing street justice, which is why I'm a little surprised they haven't made this match a street fight.
2: They should have done that, but they did it.
0: I feel like that would have been a better a better way to do it. Yeah, agreed. You know? Because you know that's the best way to do street justice. My gosh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. Somebody just walked in. Alright, I'm gonna step out oh, for a minute. God Apparently this person's it. got something to say. Thank you, Mr. Booch. I like to fucking say, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate you letting the Don have the head seat here. Although any chair that Don sits in is the head chair. Everybody fucking knows that. Well, it's, uh, it's nice to see the strawberry
2: ice cream cone over here. Look at this guy. Look who it is! You came back from the pizzeria, all right? You look like a fucking cannoli, you asshole. What a coincidence! You look fresh out the trailer park, my friend. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh. Looks like you just got done making a delicious pineapple pizza. Lord knows those have seem better days, and I know what I'm saying.
0: Hey, don't, hey, don't, uh, don't be disrespecting pizza like that. I'm just breaking your balls a little bit here. Don't, don't be getting all fresh with me now. All right? Don't be getting fresh you you just having a conversation, okay? Having some fun over here. Mm-hmm. Feeling pretty good about myself. I'm going to straighten that. I hope me. The
2: Miz becomes WWE Champion.
0: Okay, first of all, I ain't got nothing to do with The Fucking Miz. You realize the guy that has the problem with him stepped outside for a minute. So really, you just acting like a fucking moron over here. Mm. Second of all, even if The Miz became WWE Champion, the Don would take it from that reality show reject quick, fast, and in a goddamn hurry. All right? Welcome to the real world. Yeah, I know. Welcome to the real world That's exactly how it would be And then I stand over him This is the true fucking story uh-huh. Alright So you can go take your little Take yourself back to that Ms. and Mrs. crap That nobody fucking watches Because the last thing we want to see Is this guy And his plastic wife And those Those fucking kids My own God forbid Those kids are going to grow up Not knowing who's the mom And who's the fucking dad In that house So anyway Point is I took care of Jack, And I'm going to take care of him again next week, I'm going to get this guy out of my hair, and then as soon as I get him out of my hair, I'm going back for that North American championship, because it belongs to the Don, the Don's going to dispense street justice, and nobody knows street justice better than a fucking Don, and that's just the way it is, and that's what I'm here to talk about, so, and I and I can see you're excited. Uh, anything else you want to add there?
2: I hope Jacks beats you.
0: Yeah, I hope someday you dye your hair and get a soul. Alright, I'm gonna fucking leave right now. Y'all have a good time. I'm excited to be part of this. I just want to say, uh, hope y'all's had a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. You know, be good to you and yours. You know what I'm saying? That's straight from the Don. Don likes all of you. Except for you. You, you just keep you just keep being annoying and um, you know, keep the facial Hair, it makes you look good you know um and uh good luck sleeping under the bridge all right good hey, line hey, everybody hey, see hey, 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 hey. well that was awkward but anyway um on that note we you cut the
2: to- right to- <laughs> eating ego size of fucking jupiter he's a
0: don what do you expect anyway let's cut to the best are you done? Yes. Thank you. Can no we, problem. Can we move on to the next segment now? Sure, why
2: not? Let's go ahead and do it.
0: Sure, thank you. No, That'd no be problem. Nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> All right, so we cut to the backstage area with Oro Mensa, oh, who gets interrupted by Javi Bernal, who says he's releasing a Christmas album, even though Christmas was like two weeks ago. And he's sitting there like, you know, he's got like, you know, a, a, you know, Feliz Javidad, and, you know, a big body Christmas. Who
2: gives the 12 Days fuck. of Javi.
0: Do you care about this at all? No, I don't even know why we did this. This Can we go ahead
2: and move move on from this atrocity of bullshit, please? I'm too busy trying to process what the fuck's going on. I know, I understand. Moving on. We got
0: Christmas album, that's what we're doing here? A Christmas album? No more
2: Christmas music. Yes. I... I hear Jingle Bells one more time, I'm gonna flip my shit. Dude, I know how you feel,
0: I worked in retail for 13 years. Christmas songs run through my fucking head. Okay, it's crazy. I know what you mean, but I'm like, dude, why?
2: Who thought this was funny? Uh, Apparently it was somebody who has a really shitty ass sense of humor.
0: And here's the problem.
2: Mm -hmm. Every time he
0: comes out and does an interview,
2: Mackenzie Mitchell doesn't sell it. Nope. Because she knows it's lame.
0: I know. I'm just saying, though, it would be funnier if they were, like, selling it, like, a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's true, too. She actually would go with a flow on it. But But she she just shuts it down completely, so it's not as funny. Like they do, he, she's like kind of like that dude who's trying way too hard to get the hot chick out the bar. She just goes like, no, but no, you are pathetic and you're a loser. Exactly. I have a better shot than he does. Yeah,
0: I know. Big, big body hobby. No, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. What, nobody. what is the point of this gimmick? Are you actually trying to get this guy over? He is not over. No, he's not. It's he, he's not getting over. Nobody is going to buy this shit. Nope. Unless he does something outrageous. Okay? Nobody's buying into this crap. Now, after this, we cut to an in-ring segment with Toxic Attraction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: JC Jane and Gigi Dolan promise to leave 2022 and the past behind, which is kind of their way of saying we're moving on from the whole Mandy Rose debacle. Mm-hmm. They don't make New Year's resolutions, but they do care about revenge. One woman is in their sights. Roxanne Perez. Andy Hartwell interrupts and says she thought Toxic Attraction was done after Perez won the title, but she's sick of it. It It's time for new blood at the top of this division. Cora J walks in through the crowd and craps on Hartwell saying no wonder everybody left you, you're boring, you don't have what it takes. Jay deserves to be the champion. Nikita Lyons, Zoe Starks, and Thea Hale all join the fray. Nikita basically talks about Cora Jay not being worthy. Zoe Stark makes fun of Nikita Lyons for dancing and having TikTok and Instagram pics because she's hot. And then Thea Veil gets excited and yells, girl fight! And then everybody in the ring starts fighting. Isla Dawn and Albafire fight down to the ring. The entire women's law locker- Room empties and everyone fights. Roxanne appears on the bird's nest and announces a battle royal for next week to crown a number one contender, and the winner will face her at Vengeance Day. The fight then continues, and Dawn and Fire fight into the backstage area and out the door.
2: Uh, okay, this right here is basically saying that uh, all the women came out. No, I deserve to have a title shot. No, I deserve to have a title shot. I deserve to have a title shot. The only fucking woman on the on that rock, on the women's roster actually deserve a title shot at all is Indy fucking Hartwell. So we're gonna see a battle royal, and of course, any Hartwell is gonna get screwed over like she has before. And I'd be very surprised at if she wins or not.
0: Because the twenty woman battle royal, I don't really have a prediction or an idea of who I want to win specifically. I do have an idea of certain women Mm -hmm. I would like to see win, but it all boils down to one question. Mm Is Roxanne Perez still going to be the women's champion after Vengeance Day? Like, is she going to keep the title or is she going to lose it? Here's my personal opinion. I don't think she needs to keep it. Nah, I don't see her being a believable champion. I understand why they put the belt on her. They had to get it off Mandy Rose. That's true. I felt like the fact that she won the Iron Survivor Challenge I thought was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. It was a dumbass decision. Andy Hartwell should be the champion. If it's not going to be Indy Hartwell, at the very least, it should be Nikki the Lions, I'd give it to Zoe Stark, I'd give it to Lash Legend. There's a variety of different women on that roster that I would give that title to. Uh-huh. But if she's not going to lose the title at Vengeance Day, then someone who is unworthy of being champion needs to win this battle royal. So Roxanne can beat her and allow her reign to continue. One of the members of Toxic Attraction, basically. It's something like that. Where she beats them and then like one by one she beats all of Toxic Attraction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I would love to see at New Year's Evil mm-hmm. if the top the if the, if the Battle Royal wasn't involved. Yeah, I probably have like maybe JC Jane on New Year's Evil, mm-hmm. and then maybe have um, Gigi Dolan at a uh, Vengeance Day. Yeah, have Roxanne beat both of them, and then they get called up to the main roster. Yeah, because in that way she can say I took out Toxic Attraction one that's by really, one.
2: That's very true.
0: If you're gonna build Roxanne up as a legitimate champion, true. That's my question. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, then we need to see her. Beat both of those girls and have them get called up. Yeah, I so jump, that totally way, agree
2: with you on that, no man.
0: Because I like I like J C Jane, I like Gigi Dolan, but if you're no. not gonna make any one of them a single women's champion, there's nothing left for them to do in this in, the, in NXT.
2: Or one of them wins, and the person who didn't win turns on the other one. That could be a, that could be another thing. Yeah, the, you know, they they there's a jealousy factor there. Yeah. Because yeah, cause yeah. You say, I was like, no, you guys don't need to win because one of you wins, one's you gonna get jealous and you're gonna turn on each other and it to that, doctor attraction is no more.
0: Exactly. Okay. So we cut through all that
2: crap, and then
0: before we get to this next segment, it actually involves this next segment, Um, obviously, uh, here, here was my one complaint about this fight. First of all, let me just say this. I love the fact they said the battle rolls at New Year's Evil, mm-hmm. and the winner gets a title shot at Vengeance Day. That's how you fucking book. Tony Khan, h- take a hint. Th- this is what you fucking do, okay? I got my number one contender on this big show, and I'm getting my title shot on this big show. Build a fucking program. Build a program. Hello. This is this is what you do. This is this is booking done right. Now here's where booking was not done right. Oh boy. Alba Fire and Isla of Dawn already have a match on this show. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they doing out here? I don't know. Why, why are they fighting? Why are they fighting? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Even if they're out there, you could at least have them fight other people. Yeah. Get everybody. Here's what I would do. I would have them throw everybody out of the ring until mm-hmm. it's down to the two of them. And then ring the bell and start the match. Yes. Why are you having them fight? Why are you having them brawl? Why are you having them risk injury before they're supposed to have a match later in the night?
2: I don't know. I'm not writing it or booking any of this crap right here. This is stupid. So now we cut to the backstage
0: area To all the fight's done, and Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are fighting. Fire suplexes Dawn on a big X that belongs on the stage. Uh, Fire tries to hit Dawn with a pipe, but she misses. Referees and officials try to break up the fight. Fire tries to drop a ladder on Dawn, but she narrowly avoids it. Fire knocks Dawn off of a platform. Don falls through a bunch of chairs. Don looks to be out. Fire puts Don in a wheelbarrow and wheels are around backstage. Fire drives Don all the way to the ring. Both women roll into the ring and the referee rings the bell to start the match. So before we get to the match, Zach, your thoughts on this past. Uh, I that's thought
2: right. this was stupid right here. They should've started the match and work your way back to the air, back to the backstage and then go from there. But no, they had to do this before they officially start the match. These two ladies basically beat the shit out of each other and didn't start the match. It didn't make no sense whatsoever <laughs> due to lazy riding. A shitty fucking Vinny.
0: Yeah. I
2: enjoyed the fight
0: to a degree. Yeah. We had no idea if this was even going to start the match. It, like, it looks like the match is starting. Like, why are you doing this? Because they said it was Extreme Resolutions match. Yeah. So I guess I thought they were starting the fight right now. So I'm like, okay, I'm into this. And uh, then, of course, she gets knocked off the platform. I thought that was a huge spot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Liked it. Fell through a bunch of chairs. I thought it was very well done. Because yes. it looked like uh, Dawn was done. Mm-hmm. But Albafire was not finished with her and everybody's telling her she's had enough you made your point and I was like motherfucker I'll end this when I'm ready to end this this, this, this bitch has put me through hell she has cost me my, my shot at the title I'm gonna kill this bitch mm-hmm. she's, if she's still moving and she's still breathing we ain't done and it looks like we ain't done, because we end up now having the match, the next match of the evening, the Extreme Resolutions match officially starts, which is why I didn't like this backstage fight, uh, because it, it, it wasn't even the start of the match. Alba Fire goes one-on-one
2: against Isla Dawn. Too dangerous, bec- well, I won't say really dangerous. These two ladies beat the shit out of each other. Friar got, uh, Alba got a move, a lot of moves on. Don got a lot of moves on. These two ladies beat the shit like they, they, they hit each other. They had good psychology, and I was enjoying the match until, one teeny easy, little bit of pa- fucking horrible botch dominant on the table Abba fire. What did she do? Completely misses the table. Yeah, completely missed the table fire. You fucked up and made it look real, make the wrestling business look horrible. Then all of a sudden, she hits the glory ball through the table, puts her back in the ring. I thought she was going to kick out. One, two, three. I was like, huh. Okay, she, when she saw that table uh, thing. We go like, botch, botch. Benny, your thoughts? This match was everything it needed to be as far as violence goes. Mm-hmm. This
0: was the type of match where, okay, a lot of this over-the-top violence is okay. Because it's an extreme match And it's meant to be the end of the feud Mm -hmm. So because there was no disqualifications It was anything goes I'm all for it Now here's the thing she didn't necessarily miss the table. I think her head landed on Isla Dawn. Okay, okay. But, the point is, she didn't break the table, and she landed, I think she, like, clipped her, and then hit the floor. Okay. So she did hit her a little bit, but not enough to break the table. Didn't, didn't She didn't land on the table at all, but I saw her head at least land on Isla, and somehow she was able to not break her neck on that. But it was still a stupid move, a reckless move, mm-hmm. you know, you should, you, this is why you don't do shit You don't know how to do.
2: Very true, sir.
0: This is stupid. Yeah. And then just the gory bomb through the table, and the table looks
2: crappy. Like a pile, of like all of a sudden you get, it's like building blocks. One little wrong move, the whole thing falls off.
0: Yeah, like it, that that break was like perfect in half, so you can tell that was heavily gimmicked.
2: Very heavily gimmicked. We didn't tell that was the effort at all. No, not at and, all, sir. And here's the
0: thing. Here's the problem and this is something that I say a lot and people don't like when I say it, but I don't give a fuck. Women should not be using tables. I'm sorry, they can't. Y'all do not have enough muscle mass to powerbomb somebody or put somebody through a table. You don't have it. Almost every time women do table spots, nine times out of 10, they are botched. Nine times out of 10. That was a stupid spot in the match and it didn't need to be there. There was no reason to do that. Now the gory bomb through the table, okay, I I can understand that. And here's what I don't get. If that's meant to be the finish, put the table in the ring. Mm -hmm. That way, as soon as you hit it, you can cover her. One, two, three. Instead of having to pick the bitch up, Mm -hmm. throw her into the ring, Mm -hmm. and then pin her. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. If you hit somebody with a devastating move, you should not have to pick them up. That should not make sense. Or make the match. Here's a bright idea. Balls count anywhere. Mm-hmm. If, you're a, if you're gonna do a if you if you're if you're gonna do a match where the finish involves something on the floor, make it false count anywhere, so I don't have to pick this motherfucker up, drive them back in the goddamn ring. Mm-hmm. Now it makes sense in a title match because titles are not won by count out or anything else. Sure. So I can understand somebody hitting him, picking him up, throwing him in the ring because it creates that suspense. Mm-hmm. And storyline wise, it makes sense. Like yeah, I put him through a table outside the ring, but I can't win the title unless I'm in the ring.
2: Yeah, very true. sure. <laughs>
0: so you got that count, you got to pick the up bitch up because you don't want to have a count out because then you don't win the title but in a regular match where there's really nothing on the line it just looks dumb
2: It does look
0: dumb. There's no number one contendership. There's no benefit to this. And they're both going to end up in a goddamn battle royal next week. Pretty much. So, it's just the whole... The the finish was stupid. Everything else was getting good as far as storytelling goes. But the table spot was unnecessary. And a lot of people have this obsession with tables because you know the crowd loves tables. But again, people keep making the one fatal mistake. They keep making the heel get the table. Mm -hmm. Which should never happen. Mm. And you know why it should never happen? Why? Because the fans are constantly chanting, we want tables. They're obsessed with fucking tables. They get hard-ons. For t- Every time they see a wooden table, they get wood themselves, okay? <laughs> And your job as a heel is not to give the people what they want. The baby face is supposed to give the people what they want. So make the baby face get the table so the baby face can get the pop. Yeah. But everybody in wrestling today is too selfish and too stupid to grasp this simple concept. Because
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're more interested in being loved than doing their job. Yes. And that's why a lot of wrestlers today are irritating to watch. Very irritating. So Alba Fire wins. At least she got her revenge. Glad to hear it. Yeah. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. If, if we, we
2: even want to call, call it that, that. Let me say not a lot tonight. We got Javier Bernal versus Oro Mensa. Boring, don't care, stupid, pointless, dumb, two high flyers. Bernal and Masa, no, I did not enjoy this. I was really looking at Facebook and the weather to make sure we don't get hit by a fucking tornado. And I did not enjoy this at all. I thought it was stupid, dumb, and these two need to go away you don't bother me. Penny, your thoughts? What, we got a problem with Big Body Hobby? You don't like Big Body Hobby? Do you? Fuck no, I just
0: want to see if you did. I'm like trying to be funny here, because, you know, it, it, two guys I don't give a shit about. That's literally what this match was. Two guys that nobody gives a shit about, which, here's the thing. I'm just glad it was on here and not New Year's Evil, because this is the type of NXT show where a match like this belongs. Yes. But the fact that Oro Mensa is ending this very quickly uh, doesn't tell me a lot about Oro Mensa, because you, you beat... You Beat Big Body Hobby. Everybody's beating Big Body Hobby. I don't even think he has a win in his record. I think, I think he's just 0 and 12. I think I don't know what the fuck he is. But next we cut to the uh, backstage area with Briggs, Jensen, and Henley celebrating. Kiana James walks in and says she isn't here to cause any trouble. She tells Jensen to text her later.
2: Yeah, I saw this right here. I think Jensen's about to uh, is uh, falling in love with a bad chick, and it was stupid. It was pointless. Once again, another dipshit fucking promo. I do not care about this whatsoever. <laughs> Boring. Moving on. Yes.
0: Um, I thought it was an interesting segment because again um, it's doing something interesting with Kiana James and Jensen. I don't exactly know where they're going with this. I don't get what the point is. They've already had the bar fight. Henley already won. She's got her bar. So what the fuck is the point if they're trying to give a breach and Jensen breakup? There's no reason for it. No, there's not, not. It's not going to lead to anything. It's not going to benefit anything. It's not going to draw any money and the story is it's dead at this point. It ended at to the bar fight. It really did.
2: Yeah, it did. You don't need to continue this anymore. Okay, go ahead.
0: Yes. So on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, if, if we, we even want to call it, call it that, that. We got Andre Chase with Thea Hale and Duke Hudson versus Drew Gulak with Hank Walker.
2: I mean, okay, I mean, I do call this a match somewhat. Uh, I mean, Drew Gulak and uh, Andre Chase, they put up a really good fight. It's so, the strangeest reason Andre Chase is a good techno wrestler. He's entertaining. He actually talks to the mic. Paul Jukul, like, he's boring as shit and sounds like a fucking robot, like somebody who we know from Canada. Ha <laughs> ha! Otherwise, or not, this is okay. I thought it was just there. It was actually entertaining to match as hell, and Jukul, like, you need to get better because you're getting very, very, very boring.
0: Well, of course, he's getting very, very boring. It comes with the territory. Um, And again, I don't know where the hell they're going with this, Um, but obviously, Gulak got the win mm-hmm. and then shows no remorse in the process, which obviously goes against against everything he taught Hank Walker. Mm-hmm. And I think that can cause him to lose some um, students as well, because the whole point of being a teacher is to practice what you teach, practice what you preach. You know, if you're somebody that's telling people, hey, as soon as you hear the tap out, you let go and you just keep it cinched in. You're going against your own rules. Yes, that's true. Very true. Or like when you tell somebody, you know, you know, you should never eat junk food. Your body is a temple and then you're sitting on the couch eating potato chips and donuts like that's not practicing what you preach. No one's going to want to look up to you or work with you if you're constantly constantly going against your own beliefs. You're yeah, a hypocrite. Nobody wants to work with a hypocrite.
2: Very, very true, sir. Nobody so, wants to work with a hypocrite. So,
0: I don't know what the fuck is going on with this feud at all. It's confusing as hell and not making any sense. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area where Wesley says he's going to watch
2: Jack and D'Angelo's match. Okay, I don't care for you, Wesley. Good for you. I don't like you having that title, and I don't like your hair. You suck. Boring as hell. Go ahead. Yeah, this was pretty boring. It was very uh, boring. It, I, I mean, Wesley has never has anything
0: interesting to say say, and I, I just hope, I, I'm really hoping that Tony D wins next week and that when it's over, he goes to Vengeance Day and takes the title from Wesley. Because I, I get to trying to do this cool thing with DiJack, but I feel like this is D'Angelo's time. He's been denied a title for too long and I think DiJack needs to move on to bigger and better things. I think he's more fitted for the NXT title. I think the North American title is too good for him.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think he needs to go for the big belt, not the little belt.
0: Yeah, and on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods versus Joe Gacy with the Schism.
2: This was actually a very good match. A little too short though. I think it could have gone a little bit longer. But this whole card dragged fucking ass. Kofi got a lot of moves in. Mister Joe Gacy got a lot of moves in. It was back and forth, back and forth. Schism try to get involved. And then Kofi Kingston came up, did that little spot monkey bush and landing them all out. Then Gacy gets back in and uh, I think he hits chump on paradise. Kofi Kingston wins one, two, three, and rightfully so. I don't think. Uh Gacy was gonna beat Kingston attack. Team champions. No, 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 no. Vinny, your thoughts there, bro.
0: Well, here's the thing. Um, as much as I like Joe Gacy, he didn't need the win here. Obviously, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, they're trying to make a statement as the NXT tag team champions, and I feel like Kofi needed the win here. Um, I feel like if these guys are gonna take an L, it needs to be when they lose, inevitably lose the NXT tag team titles. Yes. And obviously, um both these men had an incredible match, both these guys are very well uh Xavier Woods obviously providing backup whenever the dyad tried to get involved mm-hmm. and either and at the end of the day it was a great match like yeah, both these guys work very well together because oh, yeah. is an incredible worker a oh, very good worker Kofi Kingston is a good worker when he's not being too crazy yeah, uh, he, he knows how to he knows how to chill he knows how to slow it down he knows how to chill um and all that so it was a very good match and in the yeah. end the right person won very true, uh, and of course we know um next week's i don't think they mentioned it here so we'll mention it here we know that pretty deadly, they got sick and tired of having to go out shopping for stuff like the the Big Boss Man's Nightstick... Uh, you know, and The Rock's eyebrow, and finally they just said, look, <laughs> tell you what, we'll go the gauntlet next week, and if we win the gauntlet, you give us a title shot. And New Day said, sounds good. Okay. So, we're, they're going to go through a gauntlet of tag teams, mm-hmm. and if they win, they will get a shot at the tag team titles, which I hope... Vengeance. Yes, at Vengeance Day. That's when it needs to happen, at Vengeance Day. So, hopefully, that is the case. Yes. So, either way, enjoyable match. And with that said, we have our final segment of the evening the Grayson Waller effect.
2: Grayson Waller.
0: So, Waller runs down Braun Breaker. Breaker's music hits, he makes his way to the ring, stopping Waller's rant mid sentence. Breaker somehow manages to sit down and not immediately kill Waller. Waller makes fun of Breaker for falling for the Goldberg special. Uh, Waller tries and tries to get Breaker to lose it. Breaker just laughs along with Waller. Waller asks what gives. Breaker puts Waller and his viral moments over. Waller makes a crack about Breaker stealing his dad's gimmick. Breaker shrugs it off. Waller tries to speak again, but Breaker decks him. Breaker hits the press power slam. Waller falls out of the ring, and Breaker lands a senton dive.
2: I see. I saw this my, uh, coming a mile away. Both of them were throwing insults, and Waller's trying to get under uh, Breaker's skin. He did. He's like okay, whatever. Kind of like what Jackie did with Hyde off of that seventy show. Like he, he was being what I like what Hyde I should say, zen. He was just letting it go whatever. Okay, so you stole your dad's gimmick. I was like, not really. Kind of makes it work. It finally got under his skin, and, and uh, Braun Breaker got a piece of him, and uh, lands said, dive, and we'll see what happens next week at New Year's Evil. And I love Braun Breaker, but I think it's time for him to lose that title to a, fi- to a heel. I mean, here's the
0: thing. Technically, Grayson Waller's not entirely wrong. I mean, the tights that he wears to the ring, Braun Breaker, is the same singlet his dad wore in the early days of WCW. Back when him and Scott were attacked were in the Steiner Brothers. And I know this from the classic pay-per-views that I've been watching that have featured the Steiner Brothers. You also wore one when you were in Wrestling too, weren't didn't you? I've worn a singlet, but not like that. Okay. It didn't ha- it, it. was basically I wore one that was green and silver when I was at Colts mm-hmm. I had one that was black when I was in middle school, all black, and then I had one that was all blue when I went to Northview. Okay. So mm-hmm. I have worn singlets before. So not 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 the way theirs are designed, but mine was a lot de- mine was designed differently. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so they, they do. That and then, of course, he has the jacket. Yeah. Rick Steiner wore a similar jacket when he was on his own when he went solo mm-hmm. after him and Scott broke up, and Scott went on to become Big Papa Pump. Mm-hmm. So, and also, he does the barking, the hoo, hoo, hoo. And Rick Steiner's the same way. So, in a way, he is kind of using his dad's gimmick, which is a tad bit over the top. I wish Braun would be a little less like his dad, a little more like himself. <laughs> Charlotte. The, the, this is not Charlotte level. No, no. It's, it's, been... it's, it's getting there. Yeah, but not as bad. But not as bad. Not even remotely even fucking it, close. Yeah, it's and the, and that's because Braun Breaker's not being handed world title after world title after world title. He's only been <laughs> NXT champion twice, and he is, like I said, like the only big star in the company right now as far as the 2.0 people were, and they were trying... Trying to get all the black and gold people out. So they had to put somebody over. And Braun Breaker was the obvious choice. Now obviously they're, he's improved upon his wrestling skills. And he's done much better on the mic than he has before. He's getting there. And he's doing very well for himself. So really they're trying to make him a main event player. I just hope they don't go too over the edge. And make him too much like his dad. Like he's he's got some inklings. Like I said it's not as bad as Charlotte. But it's close. Not too close, but it's getting there. And, of course, I love the Goldberg special, which I'm glad Grayson Waller acknowledged that because I, I mentioned that last week, that that was a Goldberg trick with uh, the metal plate in the underneath the vest and everything because that was the same trick that Bret Hart pulled on Goldberg on an episode of Nitro. Yeah. Goldberg went for the spear and was not unconscious because the only difference is Bret had a whole metal plate taped to his chest. He didn't have the, the, the uh, military vest underneath it. Yeah, true. And it was a very well-done thing. They called it the Goldberg Special which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was great. It's an homage. To, it's an acknowledgement of the of Goldberg and yeah. Bret Hart and their segment, despite the fact that you'll never get the two of them in the same ring again. Probably not, even will ha- well. not even to have a conversation, although it would be intriguing to hear Bret Hart rap, flap his fucking cock holster at Goldberg's face. But I ain't going to get into that. Well, anyway, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up uh, this recap of NXT. Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me, and uh look forward to seeing you on the next one. Yes, 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 All right, and uh, make sure you guys follow The Cast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com theboochcast The bootcast. We have archived episodes of the show, as well as great content. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Instagram, at TheBoochCast, get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. This Thursday, episode 5, A Tale of Two Cults drops on the YouTube channel this Thursday. And of course we have a ton of Dark Side of the 90s episodes scheduled on the YouTube channel already all the way to February 9th. In fact earlier today before we uh, did this podcast, Zach and I actually did two more tapings for Dark Side of the 90s. We taped uh, Arsenio Hall and MTV in the Real World. So I'm Welcome gonna
2: be- to the Real World.
0: Yes, yes, I'm going to be editing those and uh, getting those up there as soon as possible. But uh, we are in the process now of recording the last of Dark Side of the '90s to get it up there for you guys. So we're back in the saddle and we are keeping the work going. So subscribe to the YouTube channel mm-hmm. to make sure you're the first to see them. Yep. And of course you can follow us on Twitch. Go to Twitch.tv/TheBoochCast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, January the 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble. This is our first stop on the road to WrestleMania, and we're gonna be checking out the women's and men's Royal Rumble matches to see who will be main eventing nights 1 and 2 of Wrestlemania 39 and of course we have our live uh, D&D show coming soon our Boochcast booking battle and another special treat in the works and of course you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support become a supporter of the Boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three levels you can donate at pick the one that works the best within your budget uh, we have our first level which is 99 cents one dollar per month we have our second level which is 4.99 five dollars per month the same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money give us money we got better content than peacock anyway and we got the third and final level you can donate at which is premier 999 $10 $10 per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since sold to the Peacock, I got nowhere to put that $9.99. $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content in the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with gpay and the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity we used to upgrade our equipment we used to bring in bigger name guests pay the bills and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the cast a success. So, if you got a favorite co host and you lose it to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of the money to feed Zach his ramen noodles, because at this point, that's all he can seriously
2: eat with these teeth problems. Basically, I can't even eat nothing. I'm not going to use ramen noodles, which is okay by me, because it tastes good. I'll let this one go. Yes. And of course, we're going to try to get
0: him laid to your dear- God, we're failing epically. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then,
1: pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. And you, be good, good. stay well, bye-bye, keep warm, relax, and eat, take care, stay loose, adieu, bon I'll approach prochaine. goodbye till when we meet again.